that we're rolling. Welcome to another episode of You Wouldn't Down a Podcast. Uh, today, we have very special guest, James Richardson from MGMT with us today. What's up, James? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Welcome. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. I felt like... I felt... So when I reach out to people to come on the pod, I encounter this often. And uh, there was like maybe a little bit of hesitancy where you were like, thanks, but I'm not that funny. And I was like, <laughs> dude, dude, you're funny. Come on. Like I, uh, I watched some interviews and you're funny, dude. Come on, man. Well, I don't know. Well, thank you. I, um, it's, I don't know. It's tricky. I usually, if I probably the, the interviews that you're talking about, I probably would go back and look at them and like cringe. So <laughs> that's part of that's, that's what I figured. I was like watching one from like 10 years ago and uh, it, it was funny. And I was like, man, the thing is, is in hindsight, like all the context, you're probably like super embarrassed by it. And I'm like, this dude can entertain. This dude knows how to fucking crack a joke. <laughs> I'm going to have a good time. You know, I remember during those days, I was, I, uh, what the worst part is, is I used to wear a fedora, like it's a joke, Nice, but it doesn't translate as a joke when you look at it now. So a lot of people <laughs> will call me out on it and be like, Oh yeah, it's like a coma lady, you know? <laughs> and, and, no, they, and they I, don't I, believe you when you say it's a joke. You're like, no, I was, I was kidding guys. <laughs> you're like four years past, people thinking it's real like it's back to ironic to wear a fedora so i think you're good like honestly it wasn't really universally like like the fedora thing is i think more well known yes than it was before the fedora is coming back though is what i've heard saw it in the the fashion magazines yeah reddit core they're bringing back six or seven (laughs) fedora's come back strong five hundred dollar white socks with like the you know a thousand dollar sandals (laughs) yeah louis Louis vuitton fedora steals luck i have a friend that's like gone super super christian and he makes all these like christian uh youtube videos so i watch them obsessively but don't engage with him because i don't want him to talk to me about it but in preparation for ever having him reach out to me for noticing me in his like lives I've been watching lots of like atheist videos, like oh. atheist YouTube shows, <clears throat> yeah. and those are fedora wearing motherfuckers. Oh yeah, if oh. I do say so myself. I feel like I found like a backdoor to being like a Reddit atheist. Like, oh on yeah, accident, without being without being a redditor. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's some of the best stuff. Like Reddit atheism <laughs> is just an unbelievably amazing content. It really is. Like, you well, know, like this this one guy I've been watching who like he is so he is such a dickhead. Like <laughs> they have call-ins and he just like immediately shuts them down, like in such a mean, like matter-of-fact way. And my goal now is to get my Christian friend to call in and watch <laughs> and watch, watch what happens. Logic. <laughs> Dude, it, it's like it's legit like Dark Knight, like uh what is it? An unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They would, they would go on for days. And like, I feel bad because I kind of want to like make this call happen and like use it for content for our podcast. But then I know deep down that what my friend would say is that's just Satan. Like, 
persuading me to be evil. You're making his case for him, basically, when you do that. But the thing is, is like, I'm the one that, that I'm the one that's thinking this up. I don't want Satan to get all the fucking credit. Mm. Like this is a lot of work, you know. That's, I'm watching a lot of videos. <laughs> that's how Satan works, though. Like yeah. it's, never, it's always like you know, let me give you an idea, and you could take all the credit. We are mortal soul. It's kind of chill of him though to give people ideas, but not even take the credit. Like there's know, always man. at the very end, people were like, "Satan made me do it." But otherwise, like he was totally cool with you just taking the credit. No, I think he is taking all the credit, but it doesn't end up in a very chill place. I'll tell you that much. Mm. <laughs> it's actually kind of warm. It's kind of a warm yeah. place. Dude, I, I mean, I'm from Florida. I get it. It's fucking hot, dude. It sucks. We get you it. You should make a YouTube channel called The Florida Atheist, and you should start doing your own atheist YouTubing. Then yeah. there's going to be some like, there's going to be some like fucking like breaking news uh like conspiracy theory about how people discovered i'm in new york and i'm not actually in florida and like they're like he's just a leftist new yorker from a blue state you know mm, canceled canceled on christian uh or on, on atheist on our atheism i heard he's on soros's payroll as I, well yeah well yeah well, i mean jeff jeff's getting that stimulus from, from soros so I'm Jewish, you know. I, this is that's the only reason our podcast has any success at all is <laughs> because of my my influence, yeah. my my influence. I'm doing finger horns. Yeah, all 1,200 um, followers on Instagram are bought and paid for. They're yeah, they're all atheists. I found them on our our atheists. Yep. I'm like, you guys should check out my podcast, my atheist podcast. <laughs> hey, atheism, your entire personality. You might like, yeah, <laughs> that's their thing. It's like, I don't have to have a personality. I'm atheist. I, that's my whole thing. I just yell at people and tell them they're wrong. It's just getting defensive well, from, about literally everything that happens to you. From from what I've watched, like certain people are just like super, like, they're just like, it's just logic. It's just, you know, it's just being yeah, rational. They like, love that. I just implore everyone to be more rational. And I'm like, yeah, it's rational and I get it. But like, you don't have to like fucking like go so ham with like the self validation about how you're rational and you're, I don't know. It's very condescending. It's very insecure. But at, at the same time, they're right. Like, I think they're right personally. But, but then I just, again, we just don't know. We don't know. Well, I watched an episode of Ancient Aliens last night, and apparently there's some pretty strong evidence that the the gods in which we know them were actually extraterrestrials. In so, what? What did you watch? Ancient Aliens. I watched uh, it last yeah. night. It, you're talking about Eric Von Daniken, Chariots yeah. of the Gods. Chariots <laughs> of the Gods. Yes. I have a friend, this guy, oh, Matthew Deere, always like makes these really funny videos. Mm-hmm. That are like, okay, you know those YouTube videos where it's like some guy and he's like, hey guys, what's up? Welcome back. And mm-hmm. he's like, uh, they're looking at like Google Earth and he's like, yeah, as you can see over here, we got an anomaly. Yeah. Definitely, uh, that doesn't happen in nature. So we have a, a <laughs> anomaly. And it's like, there's like an angle and a rock and he's like, yeah. clear ancient aliens were active. So sick. You know I mean? 
makes he makes like joke ones, and he'll just take like random screenshots of like Google Earth, and he'll just be like, "Hey guys, welcome back." <laughs> Dude, you, you like leaning in, you leaning into the camera doing that is like literally like a Connor O'Malley character. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he has man. he has the the, the selfie stick. And he, he pulls yeah, it he's got like a close. selfie stick and he pulls it yeah. in close. Oh man! So yo, James. So are you in New York right now? You're like we're all in New York at the same time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in New York City. I'm upstate. I'm a, an undisclosed rural location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Off, it's, a, it's an. Uh, it's a black. It's a CIA black site. Is basically what you're saying. I'm conducting my ops mm-hmm. here. Nah, that seems chill. I mean, I feel like New York during the pandemic is crazy. Like the one thing that would give me like more peace of mind is like space to like go outside and like fucking walk around without some fucker jogging past me with no mask on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel kind of bad about it sometimes because I feel like a lot of my friends are still in the city and they're going through all this stuff. People who have businesses there obviously are, you know, working their butts off and uh, really struggling. And I'm kind of, I kind of bailed, you know, and I'm just up here like, and it it really does make a difference because when I go down there, I think I was down there. I was down there for the first part of lockdown, like in March and April. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it was getting a little claustrophobic, you know, a little stir crazy. Uh, so I'm really lucky to be able to stretch out up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have some survivor's guilt about it, but at the same time, I'm just like, I think everybody this year, it's like, uh, you gotta just do your best, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. do what, what you think like you gotta do. And, you know, that's what everybody's doing. I mean, I've just been like straight up quarantined the fuck up with my partner. Just like, you know, we'll go to like the laundromat to do laundry and I'll go to the bodega real quick. But yeah. other than that, I ain't going like I had to, I worked in the bar industry before uh, uh, bars stopped being a thing. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. I'm like, I, I know it sucks that I'm unemployed, but I know the greater good has prevailed and that bars won't exist anymore, which is ultimately yeah. like we're moving closer and closer to that society if meme. Yeah. You know, like yeah. society if bars didn't exist. And it's like uh, utopian. Would be, yeah. It'd be utopian. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm counting on that. I'm trying to make career moves, but I did uh, briefly had to go back to work before they deem my position unnecessary. That's so right. I, I, wow. Yeah. I had to take the train a little bit, uh, like wow. one to two, two days a week, um, like end of summer, early fall for a little bit, which was sketchy. But other than that, I'm just fucking, I don't have anywhere I need to be. They have like all these food, grocery delivery things for New York. It's like, I don't have to go to a fucking supermarket, deal with all that shit. I just got back from the store. What'd you get? It's crazy. I spent 10 minutes looking for fennel seed. Couldn't find any. Damn. Yeah, it's getting tough. Buy your fennel seed now because it's, I mean, it's, it's out the door. There won't be any more fennel seeds. What are you making? Yeah. And everyone stop buying it from Amazon. It's fucked up. Like they're really putting all the fennel seed stores out of business. Mm-hmm. Big. I had a, the same thing happen with black eyed peas for New Year. I wanted to yeah. make black. They were all gone. Know, were you uh, able? You weren't able to get it started. Uh, you couldn't get it. You couldn't get it started in here <laughs> for New Year's. 
I yeah, I was I was not. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think of the other one. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a feeling that we're all out of black eyed peas. Yeah. That I was pretty good. It's not gonna be a good Yeah, one. there here mm. you go. There you go. It's more yeah, elegant. No, I wonder how the app you should have him on here and see how he's doing. That's in the such court. a good idea. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I think so. Next next uh we'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna we'll, he's been we'll reach out. Quiet Apple D app has. I haven't heard much from him, but it's a little suspicious. Mm. <laughs> where, yeah, what's going where on? Where is he now? You got the hut my uh cops, aren't you jealous? Dude, that's the legit Pizza Hut cup, right? Dude, that is. Yeah. That's like that's what they okay, had in my so dining hall in college. So I, I've also been watching like mad fast food review, like review bra, yeah, oh, yeah. report of the week type shit. Should get him on yeah, the pod. He's, I fucking wish he's got like millions of followers. Like it's it's a dream. Someday we'll yeah. have review bra on. Mm. We need a we need a. Re- Fish, that guy. Oh yeah. Well, he's, we need to reach out one. to Fantano because he was on Fantano's show and Fantano was on our show, so we have like a, a connection. Mm-hmm. Oh Maybe man, that, could- that would be cool, man. He's a big wheel down at the Cracker Factory. That guy. <laughs> he's also he's from Florida. Two of our hosts are from Florida. We have plenty uh, of Florida man talk to where go are around. You up in, in Florida. Uh, I'm originally from like, I was born in Miami, grew up in the suburbs of Fort Lauderdale. Then I moved to Pensacola for two years and then I moved to Orlando for five. So all over, but really grew up in South Florida, like Fort Lauderdale area. Mm. Oh, Appity app is on the, uh, the 1974 births Wikipedia page. So if you're trying to figure out who was born in 1974, Appity app's right there. So... What I'm what I'm saying is I was watching the uh, I was watching the the food videos and then all the Watch Mojo like list videos come up yeah. and it was like number one thing '90s kids would have and it's Pizza Hut cups. Yes, the red yeah. Pizza Hut cups. Ouch! Yeah, yeah. guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. I'm Fucking not one jealous. of the '90s kids though. I'm a real '90s kid. Actually, now we're getting into territory I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> uh <Uh-oh>. mm. <laughs> Well, are you really a 90s kid if you can only remember two years of the 90s is a question, you know? I was, well, born, the question. I was born in I was, 93, and I was lucid probably when I was five or six, so that 90s are almost over at that point, so it's st- kind of stolen valor. I was, I was born in 89, yeah. so I'm like, I'm like a true 90s kid, yeah. like, you know, but I do feel there's like... There's like guilt about saying I'm an '80s kid being born in '89. Mm. Like yeah, being that's born a on the line is kind of hard. Yeah. It's hard, you know. I'm I, like, I I know I, Atari. Oh, I'm really young, so I don't know. I can't relate to this <laughs> conversation at all. Yeah, you were know. born in 2000, <laughs> 2004, right? 2004. Uh, I'm not that old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Zoomer podcast. Zoomer pod. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of Zoomers, I, uh, in like preparation for this podcast, I noticed that not only has MGMT blown up on fucking TikTok, but there's even like a new TikTok challenge, like within the past month, that's like huge, apparently, with like making like halos and demons with the, the time lap, the time warp. 
Yeah. Fucking yeah. It's like a filter. scanner thing. Yeah. Dude, what, what do you think of that? Like how like the TikTok craze and how like shit can blow up. Cause I mean, that song is sick, but it's also like two years old. And for like it to be just going fucking massive on like the biggest social media apps, got to feel fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that's kind of weird about it, you know how they slow it down sometimes or they slow down. I knew they yeah. did that. One. And then people hear the real one and they're like, they've they got used to the too slow and they're like, nah, this is, doesn't sound right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture like a crazed manager backstage, like before a show, it's like, guys, you got to slow it down at that part. They're going to hate it. <laughs> it honestly sounds pretty sick slowed down though i like the first time i heard it i was like who is it yeah like i i i do that on my own i have like chopped and screwed versions of all my favorites yeah. so. me, me too like i'll put on I, I recently i had it in my instagram story and i had mad people messaging me asking but i put on like third eye blind songs chopped and screwed and then went to the youtube setting preferences and like slowed it down even further yeah and uh it was it's sick dude this is a gold mine. Mm -hmm. yeah the whole slowed plus reverb craze it makes anything sound cooler when you do it like that but what's weird is like that song do you guys know this song that's like uh a tiny monkey Funny, funny, funny monkey. I think so. You know yes. Funny monkey. Funny monkey. Mm -hmm. I heard that. I did the and screen on that one, and I had it on repeat for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. mm. That's one thing I would get in trouble for at work, like at working at the bars on like Saturday nights at like 2.30 in the morning, I would put on like a chopped and screwed like baby shark. And uh, every week at like the same time on Saturdays and, uh, my coworkers just did not understand my like my like 45 year old coworkers were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, people like it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, we're always afraid of, you know, the pioneers always scary, scary people. You know, that's just what, what it's like to be a pioneer. <laughs> to be on the bleeding edge. Yeah. Well, what's I, weird to me is that uh, that MGMT like reverb slowed version. It was already like a very popular TikTok where people like they like pause in the sh in the pose of like famous art, like classical uh, art. I, mm -hmm. and, and then it was reappropriated now to be like devil angel shit, which ties in perfectly with our whole atheist versus Christianity mm -hmm. YouTuber vibe. Hmm. <laughs> you know yeah well you know you have to there's this the yin and the yang right? right you need a balance and one of them gets on top for a while then the other one you know it's like star wars the balance of the force i don't know that's right but yeah it's pretty wild i don't know it's it's one of those things too where it's like yeah it's cool that it's happening but like it'd be a lot cooler if we could like go on tour i was literally <laughs> about to say it would have been way more satisfying if y'all could, you know, come out with the encore with that song or something, then people would go crazy. But it's, you know. Yeah, so I, I have no idea, right? Because, like, the only way I would know is to hear, oh, I like the, the audience is really extra into this. Mm -hmm. There's no lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what you guys should do is there's got to be, like, a record store day, 2021 exclusive 7-inch TikTok remix slowed in. <laughs> 
Reverb. Yeah. yeah, go back and into the mastering studio and uh, do the official. This is my official like, drop. It's my this is my Nathan Fielder uh, Shark <laughs> Tank pitch. <laughs> I'm like, if you guys want to make money, TikTok remix exclusive seven inch, 250 copies, but they're like 400 dollars each. You know, what but I it's mean? a seven inch, but it's only like a couple lines because it's only like the 15 second part of it. It's not even the full <laughs> song. It's just the 15 seconds. It, it's a 45, you know. <laughs> it's a really thin 45. Well, yeah, you're, with <laughs> things like that, you know, you're really not getting it if you're not listening to it on vinyl, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, the you warmth. Know? You don't get that warmth. Uh, warmth of- from the, like, the... Ableton live pitch shifter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really it really sings on wax. You don't you just don't well, get it also, elsewhere. You get that the like screen record feature on the iPhone adds like an extra bit of analog warp thing right. too. Like it's just like it all of a sudden sounds better because you screen recorded on your iPhone. Yeah, so if you get if you get that thing screen recorded too and then you press it, I mean that's Whoa. just like that's the new signal chain. I'm gonna so make a new like thousand dollar plug-in that emulates a screen recorded yeah. iPhone video with like the mic feeding back into the speaker. That's and then make it an make it an Instagram filter. Yeah. <laughs> after yeah. that, people. Well, are you guys, sick. but I still. Oh wait, no, this isn't a nerd studio. I'm taking it to nerdy. Oh, we're no, no we're, we're, we love talking about shit like that. No, we're, we had gear talk time. Yeah. On SE that I use because I like the compressor on it. like i'll play piano or record drums or something on it and i does not any it doesn't do anything else but i i like it and the new ones are like good too but they're like too good they changed it mm-hmm. or something and uh so yeah i still have that i use it for a uh, studio trick nice that's <laughs> yeah, really pretty mixing in with their mics it sounds kind of cool I used to use, when I was in high school, I used to record a lot of music just for fun. And there was nothing like the stock garage band reverb because like it had like four sliders and the time slider would go like super far, like infinite time. And you could make like, you could make like ambient drone music just with that one reverb plugin. And then, and then I tried to pick up garage band, like when it was updated a couple years ago and there's nothing like that on there. They messed it up. They made it too good. I know. Mm. It's that's a shame. What, that's what always happens. They, Have you been it, uh, working on any music during pandemic times? Yeah, you guys are actually wearing the Beat Lab right now. Ooh, well, hell yeah, dude! I see those drums. Yeah, we're Very in cool. the stew. You guys are in the stew. We're in the stew. Yeah. This is a studio session right now. Ooh, we got wow, those Yamahas yeah. speaker. Yeah, I got that's, some Yamahas right here. Woo. Yeah, you guys are like Yamaha brothers, yeah. like mm. you know, like I'm gonna be brothers. With you. I have a lot of brand loyalty there. With, uh, Yamaha, I'll buy a Yamaha anything. Yeah, sure. Uh, motorcycles doesn't matter. Yeah, yo, they do have motorcycles. Like, what do you call it? Uh, ski mobiles. Mm-hmm. Ski. Where where we live here is the snowmobile. Like people have snowmobiles, and I'm jealous. I'm like, mm. I know it's coming, and I want to have one. That too, sounds so sick. Yeah. Dude, growing up, I had a my living room was a Mitsubishi TV because it was the only one that fit in the wall in the wall like unit thing. That's sick. Yeah. So Mitsubishi television, you know, next level. That's insane. Yeah. Mitsubishi television sounds like a 2015 bedroom pop project. 
it's a, Dude, it's a actually, chill, though, chill wave. Chill wave. It's chill wave. Chill wave? It does, does sound I'm like waiting. The, you need a, just a Greek guy's mm-hmm. sculpture. Yeah. Or, yeah, like a bus. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's actually. I'm starting hilarious. a new Bandcamp uh, or SoundCloud project where I'm just, and it's just slowed plus reverb of old '90s TV commercials. I honestly, this, I would fucking you, watch that. I watched this movie on New Year's that had a soundtrack by James Ferraro in it, who was the dude who's oh, like Far yeah. Side Virtual. And that was like it's still it he still kind of sounded like like vapor wavy. It was just it was such an odd spot to be in and people in the movies had fidget spinners what was the was, movie it was we are it's by uh eugene Cataclaw eugene <laughs> cotillarenko cotillarenko he's the one who did spree also but he released mm-hmm. it on new year's so i started watching it and, and there's, uh, fidget there's fidget spinners galore in it but it's about somebody who's wow. uh who's working at a at a vr place but uh, he then like uh, like this like guy who he like meets on the street goes into the VR place because he sees the CEO putting in the code and they become friends because he's having difficulties with his wife who's been sleeping at the VR offices and James oh. Ferraro's soundtracks just all over it. It's pretty entertaining. It was very funny. Uh, it was, uh, but I it like feels weird because I'm watching it and I'm like, when did they film this? Because yeah. of the fidget spinners. <laughs> Probably 2016. <laughs> wow. Fidget spin. Yeah, that's 2016 yeah. was fidget spinners. Yeah. I think maybe so. 20, maybe 2017. I don't remember. Something I like just that. remember it was, you know, that was uh I remember going to one of the meme art shows with like some mm. of the meme people, like the uh there which what was it called? The one that was at Star Bar that Bianca did? Cooler online. Do you know what I'm talking about? Cooler online. Mm-hmm. It was like a digital meets IRL, like monthly party or something. And everyone had fidget spinners. They were fucking everywhere. I had like three of them. Yeah, hey, I had from, one <laughs> from the gas station. One. From like everybody. I got one at a liquor store. It was like a glow you, in the dark you, one. It, during those times, you you just end up with one. You didn't even have to like yeah buy one. One would just end up in your house. Damn, I what wish I could genius, find mine. I have one right here. Invention. Oh, shit. I'm getting that, I'm getting that keep, sample. Wasn't there like, there was a controversy with the person that invented it, didn't didn't patent it or copyright it, and they like lost like billions of dollars or oh, something? That. There's all sorts of That's, different types of them. Uh, another thing always happens. That's yeah. It's not you about, know, like Thomas Edison, you know? You, you don't gotta invent it. You just gotta be the mass market you just got a mass exactly producer. elon there was a big thing for a while about how fidget spin spit fidget spinners if you owned one it was ableist which was a big stretch it was like so it was because something people about without fingers or something it, it had no. something to do with like i think or, it was like was it, i thought it was like because kids need it who have actual like attention yeah yeah that was that was kind of it it was like oh kids actually need you know what it was it was because like it's one of those things that they got like banned in schools 
You know, like whenever the popular yeah. little object is that it always gets banned at school because it's distracting. But then people got pissed because actually some kids need that to pay attention because they have pro- trouble focusing. And like, pro- I would be one of those kids, you know, like I had trouble focusing. Yeah. But it, it got into this weird online discourse stuff, which was kind of silly. Kids today. I know. I'll tell you. They run to well, their parents best. <laughs> They're They're probably just like some George Soros shit anyway. It's probably some globalist thing. Like they're like, we'll get everyone in the world to use fidget spinners. Then we'll control them through the chip in the center. Mm. I also have this little fidget fidget cube here. Are the cubes? Do you guys ever see those? No. Each side has has a little thing on it that's like fun to touch. And so, like right here, I have a little. It's like a little joy joystick type thing where you can. Mm. Rub it around. This one has some little gears. Ooh. And like, like a, a little, little ball bit. bearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a like tiny boppet, basically. <laughs> it's like a no pressure boppet. Like yeah. there's no timer, there's no winning. A little clicky bop it you can't lose. Switch it's, here. It's the, the zoomer boppet. Exactly. The boppet for 2000s kids. trophy to pop it. <laughs> Back in my day. Yeah. If you want to. If you wanted to be recognized on the Boppet scene, you had to come correct. It's like yeah. you had to twist it. You had to pull it. You these know? kids these days don't know what it's like to get to level one hundred of Boppet. It's like it takes work. These kid, these kids are so worried about being bullied online, and they don't know the true ridicule of Boppet laughing at you when you fuck up. Yeah, that's truly that's truly bullying. Mm-hmm. What's the Boppet like, lose ah! sound effect? I like how this, my whole spot here is about me being how old I am. Uh, I'm so <laughs> when I start, cobwebs come out of my ass. <laughs> Dude, no way. We're we're in the same we're in the same age bracket. You and I. I'm I'm the the eldest pod member, so I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel that way in any capacity. Like I feel like I don't know, and also like the appreciation. Like I feel like I grew up loving like every pop culture thing from like a decade before I was born, which is oh, yeah, normal. Sure. I feel like to go back and explore shit, like obsessed with like eighties and like early TV sitcoms and shit like that. You know, and uh, we, you know, and this quarantine, we got into a really heavy elf phase. Uh, we got oh, to Doogie Hauser once we watched like mm. so much Doogie Hauser. Did um, of course. I uh, I have a cool story. I hung out with Neil Patrick Harris at a bar all night one time in Bushwick. Uh, it was insane. I was at Birdie's by myself. Why was he in Bushwick? I lived like that's at Birdie's, the nonetheless. He probably likes so, those uh, little pies. At <laughs> Birdie's. <I'm> at Birdie's. <laughs> how I met Neil Patrick Harris. Right. Yes. Dude, how I met Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, exactly. Mm. And you guys are like my children and I'm like Bob Saget narrating it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I um, I went to Birdie's at like one or two in the morning. Like I got home from being somewhere else and I was like, I don't feel like being home. I'm going to go get a drink. And I went and I just sat at the bar and Neil Patrick Harris and like three other people are there. And I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette with the door guy. And the door guy keeps going that's neil patrick harris that's neil fucking patrick harris and i'm like yeah man like it's new york like you know you're gonna fucking see people like this wasn't my first celebrity encounter living in the city and uh neil patrick harris was getting a piggyback ride from his friend all around the street in front of birdies like where will skips used to be like there's like a 
there's like a street that goes nowhere. It's like a dead end. And he was just getting like run around. Mm-hmm. So then um, he comes back over and the door guy's like, Hey, yo, I loved you in, in that, that, uh, that white castle movie. Like what, what was it called? The white castle movie. And he's just like, uh, Oh yeah. Um, Harold and Kumar go to white castle. And he's like, yeah, man, you were so fucking good in that. And mind you, this is like, 2017 or something yeah. like he's already like host hosted like the Oscars. He's like an extremely right? famous actor. <laughs> like, so famous. That's like he, being like, wasn't he in Starship Troopers? Like, I loved you in Starship Troopers, man. That's the funniest <laughs> thing you could ever say to a famous actor is like finding the most obscure little bit cameo they had and saying, Oh, I well, loved you in that. Honestly, Harold and Kumar kind of like regenerated his career it was right before like How I Met Your Mother came out. Uh, okay. And it's like, I get it. But to be like, I loved you from the White Castle movies and not even know the name of the movie and then make the guy who had the cameo appearance <laughs> in the movie re- like remember the name for uh, him and then great graciously like say like kind of like thanks. You know, that's really funny. Know. Yeah. Was that the one when they were having the bottomless party or was that a different one? No Neil bottomless. Patrick Harris was throwing the no bottoms party. Maybe in the second one or something. He, the in the si- first one, he like steals their car and like fucks mm. the seat and like comes all over it or something. <laughs> but um, I don't know. The It was really weird because he sat him and his friends sat next to me at the bar. So I didn't really I tried not to engage them too much because I didn't want to be like that guy. And it seemed like he was there because he was friends with the bartender and listening to him talk was so fucking weird because he sounded straight up like every single like 19 year old frat bro, like just kept calling the bartender like bro and talking about like how cool shit, like how cool his life is and shit. And, really, uh, <laughs> it's, he, you know, he he seemed nice, but he just had like a total like frat bro like attitude in his like regular talking voice, and uh, in party mode, and that's par- people party mode. party mode. He's in cocaine cocaine mode. Well, yeah. he's also like he's also yeah. like married married and his husband, and they have like kids, so he was like clearly like out without the fam, yeah. like blowing off steam, sure. you know. Sure. Yeah. He just got it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like stayed till close and they were going to close it down with him inside. And he was like talking to people and I probably could have stayed, <sighs> but I was like, nah, like uh, it's like four. And I'm like, you know, I've engaged with him and his friends like very briefly. I'm not like part of the group. Like, I don't know. It felt, it felt like it was time to go. You know, you know it, if you would, I would try I was really drunk enough. I would go up to him and do the, like, who is this Italian sidekick? Like, hey, dog! Hey, dog! <laughs> Dude, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> what do you think, dog? <laughs> well, it's so, funny because yeah. this also stems off a story I've told on the pod. Because prior to that, I sat at a table with Macaulay Culkin, which I, I'm curious. I know you're, you've worked with like Adam Green and your friends with Adam, and he's close with Macaulay Culkin. So mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm curious, I sat at a table with him at a bar that I, after that experience went on to work at the Johnson's, um, right? the Johnson's yeah. in Bushwick. And, uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. I'm curious if you've ever chilled with him. Yeah. I, I chilled. I don't really know him, but 
uh, isn't like a cool dude. Uh, he, yeah, he, he was cool. With, yeah, I think he's friends with Adam. So, and uh, Adam's a kind of person where I would say, if you're friends, if you're if you're friends with him, then you must be cool. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like him, like Jeffrey Lewis, like all the New York like anti folk. They all chill with like a cool crowd, and they're all like loyal to their friends and shit. I like his comics are sick. Like I'm in, I'm into that whole like artsy New York world type shit. So sitting with Macaulay was sick because obviously, being a fucking '90s kid, you're like, holy shit, this is cool. I like work myself into some weird situation where I'm at a table with like yeah. one of the coolest like most famous people alive. He's, remember when everybody thought he was on drugs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I like that. They took that one picture and they're like, oh, he's on drugs. And then, like, they took a picture of him and it looked normal. And they're like, oh, congratulations, he's on drugs. <laughs> It was, was he actually I on mean, dr- like it doesn't really like you forget to take cares, a shower but, i think at that point and people were like yeah it's like you forget to take a shower and you're like, <laughs> on track, I guess. well he he like like i don't know i've watched like a lot of interviews and shit uh because he's interesting dude but he uh it's like you know he took like a nine-year break from like acting and being in the fucking spotlight so he, he like was- grew his hair out and he didn't want to be recognized like i get it you know yeah. Well, yeah. one of my favorite Sonic Youth music videos had Macaulay Culkin in it. It's directed by Harmony Corinne. And I think it was like he he was in Home Alone and I don't know if he was in any other movies, but then he like wasn't really in anything. And it was his first time back. It was his first project he did like after like kind of taking a hiatus as a kid. And it was like this weird shock to everyone because it's like not it's like it's like a he's he's not a kid anymore. Um and that's just one of my favorite music videos because, like, you know, Harmony Corinne is a lot of his films are about the celebrities that are starring in the movie. And so that music video is kind of that same idea where it's like, oh, this child actor is not a child anymore. <laughs> uh, and well, he's in he this weird back, music video. He, he came <laughs> back with P- Party Monster with Seth Green. So that kind of like told everyone he was doing something yeah. fucking different. <laughs> um. But yeah, chilling with him was cool, but you could tell like he definitely was like on guard about people like lo- like noticing mm-hmm. or like making a big deal. Like he was there with two friends that I guess toured with him, like roadie type dudes when he was doing Pizza Underground. And uh they were talking a lot more. But he was there with this girl who used to work at the Johnsons, who my buddy at the time, this dude Wilson had like had a thing with and she brought him to the Johnson's and we were there. And then they were like, come sit with us. And Macaulay was just like hardcore drawing with crayons the whole time. But it wasn't shocking to me because two weeks before that, I saw his brother Kieran there at the bar. Is that Igby? Yeah. Igby goes down. Yeah, exactly. And he was there, uh, sitting like right by us on a date or something. And my buddy didn't recognize my buddy was like, yo, that girl's pretty hot. And I was like, yeah, duh. Like, you know who she's with? And he was like, no. And I had to like type it on my phone and like show him. <laughs> I was like, it's Kieran Culkin. He was like, Oh, cool. And, uh, but he was gay and later, Scott Pilgrim. 
Scott. It doesn't make any sense, dude. Oh yeah, he's in a lot of he's in a lot of good shit, dude. They're they're a talented bunch. That's that's a dream pod guest of the future is Macaulay Culkin. Oh god, that'd be sick. Crack the code. Um, I don't know. Someday, you know, he's elusive, but he's got podcasts. He does like that whole bunny ears thing. He has like a whole podcast network. Does he? Interesting. I got. We got to. uh, We got to cross streams. You know, with Matt. With Mac. Mac. Well, what I thought was really funny was his his homies that were like his tour buddies called him Colk. So they, they kept calling him Colk, which I thought was sick. Colk. That is sick. That's a sick name. So, the incredible Colk. So like, you know. Richardson. And uh, people used to call my big brother Dixon. <laughs> and I was, and I, nobody ever called me that. But, you know, yeah. interesting fact about my last name if you have a football jersey you know with like the, the kind of like waxy letters on the back mm-hmm. you can off and make it say hard on future merch idea there was that something you like learned playing playing sports as a kid yeah. growing up learned it before me and I just copied it so he did the pioneering research. My brother's four years older than me, so hell yeah, he all out before me, <laughs> dude. So your brother's like fourteen now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Something like that. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck. Right. Yeah, man. Dude. I don't know. I just keep thinking. I'm like, I like just got an email where I had tickets for a show that was supposed to happen last year and it got postponed till January and it got <gasps> obviously pushed. And they're like, do you want to keep the tickets for when the show eventually happens? Or do you want store credit to buy more tickets when shows open with the venue? And it's like, of course I'm going to keep the tickets. Cause as soon as shit's safe for them to tour, I'm going to see them. I'm going to have to rebuy the fucking tickets anyway. But like just another brutal reminder, how far we are from fucking yeah being able to experience that type of shit i'm like ready for it to me that you uh, you as an example of someone who still wants i guess people are going to want to go once it i keep worrying that everybody's going to forget about i have bad dreams about it sometimes where like everybody just forgot about music and like forgot to come and like you show up and you're playing and like there's nobody there and you're like a judd apatow movie (laughs) yeah Dude, that could be. That's like the funny people, but it's like music guy. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Check this out. Jacob's hey, hey. doing it. All right, so we get rid of the Rick. <laughs> Holy shit! Jacob is doing a live demonstration of the hard on mod. There you go. Easy peasy. Yeah, that's it. crazy. That's you so know it's sick. fucked up because it's like the FedEx arrow. It's like once you mm-hmm. see it, every yeah. Richardson I'm gonna see. I'm gonna yeah. think hard on. Every, right, every Richardson has a hard on. If you get caught doing it, you can just be like, I don't know. I came out in the wash this way. Yeah. Or I was, I was giving 110% on that last play. Yeah. I, you know, I got it torn off in the, cause I was giving it my all. Yeah. That's fair. Or you could just I mean, be like, I'm like... fucking solid. I'm rock hard. I love yeah. football. I got a hard <laughs> on for, uh, excellence. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to get, you have to like, when you order the custom Jersey, you're like Richardson 69. Like you don't want to order it as hard on. You want to take the letters off yourself. Yes. So, you know, it's DIY. <laughs> they wouldn't let us have number 69. They were hip to 69. Even then. Damn. Damn. Dude, what the fuck? Just what damn is, shame. What else is there? There's no other sexy numbers. There's no other sexy number besides 69. I know. It's the only hot number. But wait, what know. is, aren't there like the other ones? Like if this is 69 and like, a, whatever, like a 99 is like spooning. Oh, or- sure. Yeah. That's advanced though. I like to think of the double zero as boobs. So that's so true. Yes. Yeah. Or it could be butt. That's could be butt. also could be, very true. Could be balls. Balls. You know, mm. any round, any round pair. Number one is kind of like a dick. If kind you think of. about it. But it would be mm. like zero one. You know what I mean? Sports. One I feel ball. like you don't get one number. No, it depends on the sport. No, most uh, most sports, if you just have a single digit, it's just the digit. Interesting. Yeah. See, I don't I don't know. I'm showing my uh I'm showing my true feelings about sport numbers mm-hmm. right now. I'm I'm bad mm-hmm. at math, I'm bad at sports. I've put little little research into combining those two things. It sounds okay. like you're about to give us that like uh, that freaks and geeks like drum spiel about playing the drums. Oh, bad yeah. at math. I'm bad at sports. But I'm good at these drums. I love Jason Siegel. What can I say? Yeah. But he can only play along to rush. He can't play <laughs> to rush. <laughs> he can only play in seven eight. He hasn't figured out the other time <laughs> yeah. signatures yet. Neil Pert, you know? But yeah, man. Did you guys have tours lined up for 2021 that you had to push? Did things get oh, yeah. pushed? Uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, we had a bunch of stuff. Uh, we were about to go to Mexico, and they were like, "Oh, we, maybe we better not go." And they're like, "I was like, I was the one who's like, screw it, let's go." And they're like, "Well, we might get stuck there." And I was like, "Stuck in Mexico sounds great." <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> My uh, one of my managers from the bar is like currently living in Mexico, like went there for a trip and is just like posted till shit improves. Yeah. Mm. And how's he doing? Uh, she She's doing chill, I guess. Like the situation with the bar is that the owner is not stressing his rent like the landlords chill with him because he's been there for a long time. So they're going to reopen when it's like 100 percent capacity. So everything's on pause for her. She's like just doing unemployment and shit. But uh, I don't know, which, you know, I'm in the same situation, but I'm hoping to fucking make a career move before that 100% capacity rolls up. um, He's been a career move. What are you going to do, man? Dude, I'm trying to fucking get into social media. Professional memer. Something safe. Something that is up like the future, you know, mm. that or like write, write a TV show or some fucking crazy bullshit. I got to get Mac on the phone. You know what I'm saying? What's yeah. going to be on the TV show? What do we got going on? I don't know. Uh, that's future plans, future plans for me this and my the therapist. first time we're out. hearing about the, the TV well, like show. It. And I really want to know. I, could, I hope that you're, you don't, don't falter. Keep going. Yeah, you yeah man. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm like, you know, the TV show idea, Jacob, is under wraps. It's not. Mm, it's not for public consumption secret. yet. It's mm. until it's uh, pitched and sold. 
but I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm just working on preliminary ideas. You should try doing a but, podcast. I'm, <laughs> you know, That's a good idea. Actually. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking I'm about a, it. a voice for it. Earlier, but I didn't say it, but yeah, there's a lot of parallels between you and uh, basically you're like uh, I keep thinking of what do you call it Iggy Azalea because you're you're work, work working on your shit working <laughs> and then you also when you were talking about you grew up in Miami I was like 16 in the middle of Miami no money <laughs> what's Iggy up to right now uh, she's Miami. posting about how Playboy Cardi uh, won't won't visit his son. Oh, Isn't Iggy super canceled, like super super hard? Uh, not that I know of, but she basically Playboy Cardi's album came out, and she was like, "Oh, oh, you're going to your album release party, but you can't even come see your own son." Everyone's like, "What? <sighs> Damn!" And that like, does sound like me. That does so. sound like something I would say to somebody. Yeah, mm. you so, you I'm always be saying that. Yeah. You know, I say what everyone's thinking. I'm just. I uh, Speak your I mind. can't be stopped. Yep. I'm a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> I like how telling her, like, what do you expect marrying a guy, having a kid with a guy like that? I said, that's a little, I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. I mm. Yes. I think they're both idiots, probably. <laughs> I think they're both very you? smart. I think they're both. You remember she did that freestyle? Oh, that's yeah. Really that's bad. an amazing video. That's an amazing um, clip. Personally, yeah. I'm more intrigued by Azalea Banks' uh, internet personality. <laughs> that's my preferred. That's, that's my preferred Azalea, for sure. She calling out recently, like really, like what, what was she Ooh. talking about? What am I like? She, she was calling out pronouns. She was calling. She said oh, yeah. she, she called people that like pronouns the R word. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. The best one though is the one recently when she that's was true. talking about all the people who like backstabbed her and she was like ah uh, what was it Zelia Banks I stand <laughs> it was so, such a I'm good sorry. story I my too. plan my plan was to try to get Azalea Banks on the podcast because <laughs> she she follows a, a meme friend of mine that was yeah. unaware uh she followed him and uh I f- reached out to him and was like yo Azalea Banks follows you and then they replied, but I haven't opened their response in like a week. Well, and what half. friend is it? I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. Because he's no, your friend right now. <laughs> Azalea's at the stew. Yeah. Azalea's in my, my basement. She's my girl. <laughs> and that's where I keep her. That's where she lives. That makes sense. That's where she wants to live there. Can we have yeah, Azalea? So, can Azalea are you call the pot? Wait, you're at an undisclosed area upstate. Are you at the Nexium compound? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you're taking over for Keith. <laughs> I was watching that and I put it's all up in Albany. And I, I tell you, I can't tell you exactly where, you know what I mean? It's undisclosed. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Because I, I can't disclose that. But um, I put all of the uh, stars and stuff on the map and, and we're going to take a trip to go see like the, uh, see if it's still there, including the rec center where they played all their volleyball and stuff. I found Dude, the volleyball. So I have that- this app and yeah, I'm going to go like hit all the spots and, and see what I can see. See the, vo- Dude, I don't know. while you're there, you should make fucking brochures and sell, sell star maps to the Nexium stars. Yeah. All the that- locals. 
uh, stuff like that. Actually, I heard there was somebody there was somebody in our town that was like, "Oh yeah, the Axiom guy. Yeah, he used to come down here." We're like, "What? Tell us." And and she was like, "Yeah, he's a creep, and he tried to get girls from this town to go up there with him, and they wouldn't go or something." So he tried to like, I don't know. He had a little. He brought his little uh, dog and pony show all around and and i guess this is one of the stops he made and everybody was like no he's a creep everybody could tell he's a creep interesting oh yeah see the thing is is between me and my partner we watched the vow together and like an inside joke is that like i'm obsessed with keith rainier and that he's my hero and i'm like striving every day to be more like him oh yeah uh, try all those techniques on your partner and they work great that's what i was just like I'd be like, uh, tell me what you're really, what are you really afraid of? You know what I mean? What's, and like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you want? I'd break her down. What is it that you really, really want? Well, you know? it's called, it's called an audit. And yeah, you, you definitely have to do the audit. Uh, no. So it'll just be like an offhand comment about like Keith ruling or something. And, um, it's just like, insane the people that think that he's like like fall for it because he's so fucking creepy and weird it's like yeah i don't know how to explain it he looks like he looks like the uh the principal from sabrina the teenage witch but with long hair you know well what you do is what you do is you get other people to hype him up for weeks first and then when you meet him you're like Wow, he's so unassuming and and squishy and short. And you're like, wow, you're like, like he works to his advantage that way because he's all hyped up. And then you see him and you're like, oh wow, he's just a normal guy, amazing. And it's like, right. you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all really <laughs> subtle nudging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, ever get it with those things. I think it's with all those situations though. It takes two to tango. You know, it, it takes the vulnerable person that's yes. like has such a low self-regard yeah. that they have to they have to make themselves into a slug, a worm, and then the other then the master is so great. Like yeah. that's what you know what I mean? Basically, yeah. I'm the, the stuff, I feel like, like I, I feel like yeah. I could destroy him in volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was like I, from what I could see from the footage, not that good at volleyball and i've seen some competitive collegiate volleyball mm. before <laughs> and this guy's not it okay mm-hmm. like um, what if i feel like if he didn't go to jail with the uh the new top gun maverick movie coming out that would have been a perfect <laughs> crossover like have him in the beach volleyball scene like yeah. in the background well maybe it'll, you know some some friends in jail i guess they're like teach me teach me volleyball we need someone with like really good deep fake technology to like mm. deep fake him and the Nexium crew into the the original Top Gun volleyball beach scene. Yeah, with like ice in them and Val Kilmer. Is he Val Kilmer? Yeah, I like that. Uh, is he Goose or Maverick? That's the that's the fucking question. We'd have She's to not- ask him. He's more of an ice man. Yeah, I agree. He uh he. Well, you know, you watch The Vow, you know how it ends. There's going to be a season two with him doing all his crazy prison rants. They like left it off. So we'll get, we'll get to hear, we'll get to hear his opinions about uh, beach volleyball and the new upcoming 
yeah, WB I, Top Gun sequel. <laughs> yeah, they, if they can remember to ask him, I hope. Well, I'm sure we'll he get- talks a lot of stuff that, you know, I just wish I could come through the tapes because I feel like it's so edited. There's so much malarkey in there. To well, it's to like the- that, that guy, Mark, that made the HBO show. I feel like he plays himself as like such a, a victim. Like he figured it out. Like how guilty is that guy, Mark? So bad. And he said, yeah, like it took me a couple episodes to realize like, oh, this is like his revisionist, like I'm a victim part of it. And I was like, you're the guy though. You're the guy that did it. And and then I put it together that he's the what the bleep do we know guy. Right. Yeah, that's who and he that, is. I remember when I watched that movie first, because it was like, I don't know, it came or like, oh, what's this? You know, because it was, it was still in like blockbuster days. And we watched it and we're like, guys, doesn't it seem like we're getting like introduced to a cult here or something and we like turn it off <laughs> yeah it is was, like that i saw it i rented it at blockbuster too like you see the box and you're like what the fuck is this like, shit oh, what's this and we, yeah we tried that one time and it was like nah this is they start talking about some like you know jargon and you're like uh get, get miss me with the jargon i don't need your jargon but the mess most messed up one that i heard about because i was listening i listened to all this type of stuff and uh do you guys know the uh the ant hill kids no mm-hmm. what's that look it up it's the most messed up cult that i've come across and there's a lot of messed up cults oh yeah but this one this is up in like the woods in canada and this guy like basically he you know it was a typical playbook it was like a big guy with a beard who said he was like god or sure. jesus or something and he or no he was his direct messenger or whatever and they all had to call him like papa and all that kind of stuff and of course he had sex with like all of them and 20 kids and like the kids were anyway, but just the list of stuff. Cause he was like sadistic. And you know what actually got him caught? Like I won't even run up this. This whole list is too long, but the thing that got him caught was that he, he literally cut off somebody's arm. Oh, what? And he pulled teeth out of people's heads oh, to punish them. Geez. And he would, poop on you if you were bad Whoa. and oh and he killed somebody by trying to operate on them and like uh part of what he did to operate on you was to like beat you mercilessly first to like tenderize your organs oh or something. my god that wait so fuck he apparently tried to do an enema on someone with molasses and olive oil oh jesus he pumped a little kid's like a baby stomach full of uh, like isopropyl alcohol, one hundred percent. Fuck. Next, That's you know. insanity, dude. Yeah, I gotta get off this Wikipedia article. <laughs> they stayed, and he went to jail, and they still stayed. And when he came out of jail, they like started it all up again, and he's cutting people's arms off again. Man, and they're how like, do you get? How do you get out? How do you get out? Yeah, of how jail? do you get out of jail after shit like that? Because it's like bullshit Canada law. Like, ooh, slap on the wrist, eh? I think they gave him, like, I don't know, he he, he, he got a plea deal or something, and he opted to, like, a lower charge with the kid. What? It was a kid that died, and they said, oh, it was, like, manslaughter or something, and so he got out of two years. What, uh, what era, what years was he in Broken Social Scene for? <laughs> <laughs> was it, like, 2013 to 2015 or something? You gotta check the Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, he's Back from Canada. Yeah. He's it's, probably yeah. in it. 
It's part, you know, they have the, you know, the, the public funding for the, for arts and stuff like that. The, the trade off is that you have to serve at least 12 months in broken social scene. Yeah. Well, that's- <laughs> half the country, half the country's in broken social scene and the other half is in Godspeed you Black Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> you, get like, drafted. you get drafted. It's a bipartisan musical uh, <laughs> government. Black Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget the explanation point. That's true. Yeah, exactly. whistling check this out this is a oh it's a melodica it you, that's what you think but it's actually a it's like a is an accordion a, melodica it's an ocarina keyboard oh, dude isn't that cool dude it's legit so sick and the color it looks so sick Suzuki Andes. Uh, nobody has. It's like my secret. I mean, it's not a secret, but like nobody has these. What? What? Like sound on what song would I recognize that you like snuck it in? Oh no, it's not. It's, I, I've only had it for like a year, so I don't really. I don't think that it's on anything really. It's the new. It's the new uh, fun toy. Well, yeah, but I can do it. There's a part at well. There's one thing I could, you know. There's some Dude, stuff. There's Ocarina stuff I could support. But. I would I would go see you like do a solo set at Knitting Factory doing like all the Ocarina of Time Zelda music on that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I see that. Right. Dude, so fucking sick, so tight. I'm, I'm like, I'm glad you're like still like hanging out in the studio, fucking around. Because I feel like a lot of the musical guests we've talked to have just been so bummed during the fucking pandemic that they're like, they're well, like, been, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I, I've been dealing with the same. It's nice to hear other people are too. But I, no, I know I'm. I go through like uh, periods of time where like. I don't know. I, you know, I wear a, like the bathrobe for like two days and I only play video games and like am nihilistic, but then I like, I come back and try. Oh yeah. I mean, same, like I, you know, I, my creative shit is like doing the podcast and making memes. And like recently I posted 
I took like two weeks and didn't post anything. Like I'm just not making anything, you know, I'm like not going online or like looking at anything. I'm just floating through this fucking pandemic. So I feel yeah. it like all creative types. And, but that's even when shit's normal to go through that from time to time, you know? Sure. Can't be at hundred percent all the time. Yeah. I, I just, you try to, my, my thing is like, uh, I try to say like, well, why don't just go in there and mess around and you don't really have to have an agenda or it's okay if, if you do something really stupid and pointless, as long as you keep it up to habit, you know, mm-hmm. once you get habit, it's like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I haven't gotten a whole lot done in the last year, to be honest. There's no I, point. There's like, it's like people see it as like, Oh, well, when I finish a project, then, you know, it, it sits until I can tour behind it anyway. So like people are just sitting on shit, you know, I feel like a lot of releases got bumped, things like that. Yeah, for sure. It's difficult to release anything right now. It's just going into a void. Like, yeah. Um, anything that, and, and, and it's all, um, coming through the same filter, the same window of just like stuff that everybody's gotten. Oh, cool. Like, what are you offering me? Oh, like something where I can like look at my fucking computer screen some more. Yeah. Like, on you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to reach anybody uh, because everybody's kind of like bored of being reached, and, you know, through that, through those ways. Sorry, I kind of trailed off there. No, of course. <laughs> what about, but what about our Lord and Savior Bandcamp Friday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's where everyone's raking in the big bucks. Yeah, skating, that's the real stimulus right there. there. It's really hurting the music industry. <laughs> yeah. Spotify oh, is going to like Sorry, buy that's... Bandcamp or some bullshit. And then it's going to be. Spotify is the fucking, like, you know, I use it, everyone uses it, but it's so fucking shitty. I mean, it's artists, like Amazon. Like... It's like Amazon for music. You know? I don't want them to hear. I love them. <laughs> Oh, I, of course. You know, it's this is a debate show. This is a debate show. We're we're debating. Um, they, did, they, yeah. did, they decide everyone's fate. So I love them. <laughs> it's, it's true. You have to pray to I the mean, algorithm every every day um, to get to get high stream numbers. Dude, honestly, though, that is kind of a godsend. Is not being in bars twenty four seven, hearing like replacement Spotify radio and just like the same fucking 10 songs yeah. in every uh, single night of my life. You don't, you don't oh, just, yeah. you don't put on canned discography every time you're at the bar. Dude, <laughs> that would be sick. If I, if I was able to control the music all the time, mm-hmm. but coworkers don't always, doesn't fly. I, it's weird. I, I, it's a bummer. Sometimes it's like, they really like push certain stuff and I'm sure it's all because of like the all master's, yeah. Rights that they, I mean, like, there's a big bin of stuff where they're like, okay, we make the most money off of these, so pick from these. And um, it's a bummer though, because like some of this stuff is like, like you said, can, like they really want you to listen to can, and can's awesome. So I guess it's good, but it's like, it's also becoming just like this, like that, that thing of like this go to Spotify radio track. Yeah. Probably. You're like, it decides, I don't know. I'm just, Damn it! I'm back on my same theme of like, well, I am. 
back in the day, it used to be different. I'll tell you. Well, yeah. I, well, you know, it is, it's true. I mean, I feel like it, Spotify makes it really easy for me to just listen to the same shit that I always listen to over and over again. And I don't really like that on a higher level. Like my, my id likes it because it's what I, what I just immerse myself in the same albums and the same songs. And I want to discover new stuff, but I also don't trust Spotify to give me stuff that I like necessarily. So I'm like, I don't know. I have like very weird music listening habits. That's very neurotic. And I don't know. It's some, there's something about like, I, I, when I was in high school, I used to just go on like websites, like best album covers of all time. And I'd choose my music off of that. And that was like a cool way to find music. Like not even based off of like what I was looking for musically. Just, just like, cover. oh shit, that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's like the same as when you go to the store and you're just like, oh, what's this? I have no idea. Looks interesting. Yeah. I found so many cool stuff from just record stores. You just pick something based on the artwork and... That's, cool. that's how I used to buy shit. Yeah, like just time. fucking as like a teenager, like getting my parents to take me to the record store. Like I used to go like we, I always went to CD warehouse, which is like a used CD fucking store. And if you buy like 10 used CDs, you get like two free ones. So mm. I would go like once a week and like buy a bunch of used CDs so I could get free shit. But you just try <laughs> shit. You're like for four bucks, used CD, like this cover looks cool. Like I know oh, that yeah. person's name from that record. Yep. I'll check check it out. You know, people don't do that shit anymore. They like listen to like 15 seconds on Spotify and then they're like, nope. They don't, you know, people experience yeah. shit differently. It's fucking crazy. It's tricky to have songs that have lots of different parts in them. Yes. Now, because like like you said, people listen to it just the beginning or something, and they're like, Oh, okay, I get it. But you're like, it's there's no way to put a sign on it. Like, no, there's this crazy part in the middle that changes. Mm-hmm. It's also like, yeah. I mean, this is this is rote territory here, but like, it's also like Spotify. I like Spotify the service because I can listen to whatever I want whenever I want. Obviously, that's why people like it. But it also like kind of cheapens the listening experience a little bit. And like not to be like a oh, vinyl is the only way to listen to music, but even even like CDs have this where like when you like buy a CD, like you're acquiring the object of the album. And then even just the physically placing the CD in the CD player and pushing play, it's like it's like this you're like, okay, it's time to listen to this album. Whereas like Spotify, I can pick, I can just skip around. I can pick whatever song I want. I can just like move to a new song. And yeah, you can do that on a record or a CD, but uh, something about just like, like having to acquire the object of the music makes it more ritualistic, not even in a precious way, just like in a, how you consume it way. And um, Spotify, like, it's like it's and it started with iTunes, like the whole like sing, iTunes singles and stuff like that, where it's like you're just sort of atomizing the music experience, where it's it's really much more about the single than the album. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of rambling now, I, but I, I I was gonna say like in ninth grade the iPod had just come out. Like I got like a second or third gen yeah. iPod, and I was like an avid CD buyer. Like I loved collecting CDs. Like I would 
go to CD Warehouse, go to the record store, go to Best Buy, whatever, buy the band's new album the day it came out. Big support the band, go to shows, buy merch type dude. Yep. So like I still bought CDs and I would load it into my like iTunes library. And then I got really into like private music torrent downloading communities. Like I was big on indie torrents. It was like, okay, only artists that don't put out stuff owned by the RIA can go on here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I will support these artists once I know who they are, but this is my, my way of finding them. You know, mm-hmm. like unknown, like, you know, I feel like back then it's like I found all those chill wave bands. Like I was on there like 2006, 2005 to like 2011. And it's like Neon Indian and James Ferraro and shit like that. It's like I found through these private communities. Yeah. And then I buy their fucking albums and shit, like, and go see them on tour. But I wouldn't have known about them without downloading. And sure there is such a different thing about having the physical thing and having extra steps to like go out of your way. But I also like in high school was like an active listener. Like I would download music, sit at my computer and just like stare off and like analyze shit. And like, that's not, I've like recognized that's not the way people generally consume music. No. Unless it's like an, an interest of theirs beyond like fucking commercials and jingles and shit, you know? I agree. I'm similar. I find myself only most 90% of the time I'm listening to music while doing something else, even like just walking down the street or like going to work or washing the dishes. Like I don't, I'm not a close, I don't usually do like a close listening thing. The last thing I close listened to was, uh, New Year's Eve, I put on Mad Villainy because MF Ooh. Doom died. <laughs> and so I was like, I got to put this album on. But like, that was that that was the only reason I put that on, you know, and it's a good reason. But um, other than that, like, I, do you guys agree? Like, I find myself not really rooms, setting side time, time aside to just listen to music. Nah, you got to get a, a listening room. With like a chair and a smoking jacket. Smoking and jacket. just like kind of start smoking in there. Just listening. Just listening. Nothing else. My like bottle is actually yeah. got a place and it's this big black room and it got these really fancy like NASA grade speakers mm-hmm. and they have the ceiling and they're gigantic and it's really dark in there and you just put on like a disco ball and play records and pretty fun. It sounds sick. Sounds sick. Yeah, he's got a projector in there, so you know, like, put stuff I on. Mean, the listen to music. I got like, like clipped uh, floor standing speakers, so they're pretty big. But well, like, you know, I feel like I do often. Like lately, I'm like a little lazy with it too. Like I'll explore shit on my phone, even though I have like big quality fucking like passive speakers. And like a nice amp and like fucking vintage turntable. But it's like sometimes just the accessibility of checking something new out is like, and it's the way shit's going. Like everything's being made for phone technology. Like the phone is like the new fucking television. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it's mastered. It's like not everything, but you're going to master your stuff so it sounds good playing off an iPhone speaker or like on AirPods or something. 
generally. It's the future. Like everything is, you know, the phone is like our tool. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's a computer in your pocket. So like everything's going that way, which is why I'm trying to get into like social media and shit like that. Cause it's like, oh, it's this, this new industry that I like have some skills in because of my hobby, not knowing that this, not like planning on this being like a future, like in demand career position. So it's like, oh, I might as well fucking get in now before it's like oversaturated and there's no fucking jobs. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, man. Like, start taking them. Sorry. I know. I didn't want to. Dude, we got to watch out. It's the Russians, really. You know, (laughs) they're taking all the internet jobs. (laughs) I'm I'm scared because it's like you you see all these like freelance jobs that you have to sign NDAs for. And it's like, dude, am I just going to end up making content for some fucking like, like propaganda mill, you know? Yeah, and like sign away some shit before I realize what it is that says I can't say anything about it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, scary. Yeah, I do ad agency work, and I haven't really worked on anything that's against my morals. But I was at a place. I mean, you didn't work on the Bloomberg meme campaign. I was literally about to say (laughs) I was working on a project for something different. I forget what it was. It was for like some. It was like a car commercial or something. And across the aisle from me, I see two people working on a Mike Bloomberg ad. And I was like, I don't know what I would do if like I, if they, because, you know, sometimes these places hire you and they don't tell you where it's going to be. And so then Mm. you show up day one and you're like, okay, it's this thing for ESPN or it's this thing for like fucking Starbucks or whatever. But Mike Bloomberg, like, I don't know what I would do. Like, it's it's after t- if it's political, don't they kind of wouldn't they kind of have to tell you? I don't know. I don't know. It's ad agencies. These places are just like machines. I don't know. I mean, it's tough. We know some people. We know some memers. Like I know some people personally that posted Bloomberg campaign meme work, and uh, I'd be curious to talk to them about it. But I feel like it's not something that they would want to talk about. Like, and like I know several people that worked like that posted shit for it. And any of them, I imagine bringing it up would be like, why are we talking about this? You know? Well, you know, for some, for some people, like it, it literally is like, I got, I have to take this work for the money. And it's like, I mean, some people don't, aren't like that. They'll just do it (laughs) because for whatever reason, but for, for a lot of people, I would people just loved you know, Love Mike Bloomberg. There are some hardcore Bloomberg stands out the there. I haven't met any of the them, bloomers. but they apparently exist somewhere. There's at least probably one of them. So, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the meme accounts that did it are like apolitical accounts that have as people probably aren't very like I don't know how it's possible, but like interested or like pay attention to or care that much about politics. And then it's like, oh they're offering me all this money to be part of this big campaign that I could put on my social sure. media resume yeah. and get further. Mm. Right. So like, why would I turn it down? It's just one post like in like a year, no one's going to remember. And it's like, obviously people remember, remember, but it's like, we're talking about it and we're like plugged into that internet world meme community. So of course we remember mm-hmm. the general people that follow a fucking massive meme account 
aren't like talking about the Bloomberg ad from last year, you know? I mean, yeah, it's old so news. I, I get the appeal in taking it if you have no stance, but I just don't know how you could have no stance. Like my partner asked me like when all that was going down, they're like, you would never do that. Right. Like no matter what they offered you, you wouldn't post a Bloomberg ad, right? And I was like, no, probably not. I mean, unless they offered me like 100K and I could put anything I want in the comment, like I got 100K <laughs> to post this. You're like, no, like except if they said I could do this. I'd do it for twenty thousand dollars. I like taking twenty twenty k. You'd do twenty k for one for one post. Honestly, yeah, probably hell. I do. I do it for ten k. I do it for five k. Honestly, five k. Yeah, probably one post. It's a decent chunk of change. I mean, it is. Wait, what? What are you saying, James? That's a down payment on a Ford Taurus. That's such a a good point. Uh, And this episode is actually brought to you by Ford Taurus. And Spotify. And Spotify. And Spotify. And Spotify. No, like, uh, I think, well, like, uh, when, when they do that, when somebody asks you to do a post, do you guys, like, sign it in paper, or is it a handshake? Uh, I turn down most of the ad situations, but I feel like if it was a real one with, like, an actual like serious payment because most most of the opportunities I've had they just hit up like memers and you know I feel like they pay like sixty bucks an ad and I'm not like trying to post content that I didn't make and like I feel like you lose like trust in your followers. Like it has to be worth, it has to be worth it. You know, it's like any fucking professional thing. You don't like sell out unless like it's a little bit worth it. And um, if I had a real offer to make content for somebody that was like a gig where I continuously did it and got like a check, I would Mm -hmm. for sure 100% want it in writing. Oh, I, I, what's this thing with I, now? Now I'm switching it around. I want to ask you guys, what a what? A, why? What's up with? It seems like every meme are selling dildos. Adam and Eve. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Adam and Eve reached out to me, and that's like one of the situations. And they did. the thing, they, they love it. They think they <laughs> somebody has figured out like memes, dildos. They're like a, there's a connection there. Like it's oh, the yeah. same thing. Like is it? With, with, well, with, with, from your experience, is it like a big dildo using like sex toy, like positive? I guess it's, you know what I mean? Like, what's up so with that? Adam and Eve, like, so memes and sponsored content, I feel like blew up kind of first started right after I got into memes, like as a fan before I was really like making them or had a following. Like, I was making them, but I didn't have any like traction or anything. But I was like obsessed with memes and like the jokes and like this and that. And Fit T was the first big thing. It was like a fitness, like like oh, supplement yeah. Fit T. So that was the big thing. Like if you're yeah. a meme page and you got hit up by Fit T and you did a Fit T ad, you've yeah. like made it. Yeah. And then so then Adam and Eve was like the next thing like that. Like was like we're gonna take this there's like a, an audience here that we could take and they, um, and it so makes for, sense. Like 
memers are like losers that are at home like fucking themselves all the time. That's what like what? half the content's about. <laughs> so Adam and Eve was like the next like level. Like even if you're like a mid-tier memer, they'll like reach out because they just hit up they, you know, they pay low and they just hit up a lot of people and like spread it out. But my problem with Adam and Eve is obviously they don't pay enough to warrant like posting their ads. But number two, they're hitting up all these content creators who are creative online and built their audience based around their voice. And they want to pay you to post for them, but they won't let you make the content. You have to post ads that they send you, which are the uh, same yeah. ads that all the other accounts post and everyone's seen it. And it's like, dude, I'm That's a creative like person. Like I'll do it for your price, whatever, but you have to let me make it. They don't want, they don't want that. So it's Foolish. like, fuck, fuck that. It's a lot and, better. It's personal, right? Isn't that the whole point? Right. And there, there's also some contract with them. I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but you, um, I don't know. I didn't sign anything, but there, they take fine. you on like on a, on a temporary contract for like six weeks with a post every other week. And you use a code tied to your username. Like it would be like enter code CTRL for me, like for control control. And based on how many people like use your code, they decide after six weeks of you doing it, whether or not to extend it to like, like six months or something based on how many, how like much your audience likes it. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, dude, I'm not going to fucking sign up for three posts that I have to like do over the course of six weeks for $60 a post. And I don't even get to make the shit. Like, come on, man. Like, that's a that's a bum deal. That's not worth it. And I I see people doing it, and I get it. Like, it's money. If you need money, that's fine. And it, I I see bigger pages do it that it doesn't hurt them in any way, from what I can tell. But for me, it's just like, man, I'm not getting like, you know, I I have this skill. Like, you're hitting me up because I have an audience and because I can do something creative. Like I want to be compensated for doing the skill and I want to be compensated for you using me for my audience. And that's more going to be more than $60 for me personally. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you got to get another mattress hustle, it. dude. You get a free mattress. A free that's mattress great. I could do. I know Aiden Arata got a free mattress. One of our Necker. friends, previous guest of the pod. At least throw you a, you know, some store credit, get you a dildo. Yeah. Get you, well, get you and that's what yeah. I was going to say. Then from Adam and Eve, Unbound Babes became another like dildo meme brand that a lot of memers do that does give them like more create like creative input on what they can post. And I feel uh -huh. like that is the better company to work for. But they have not reached out to me personally. Unbound Babes majority shareholder Peter Thiel. I know, kind of fucked Jeez. up. Crazy. Fuck Peter too. <laughs> Don't say that, Jeff. He'll I mean, cancel our podcast. Unless he's unless Careful. he's listening and uh Careful. You know, he's Peter big friends with the president. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The president. <laughs> the president. Oh man. So yeah, and it's also fucking 2021. This is the first episode we've recorded since the new year. Happy New Year's, right. James. Yeah, thank you. Happy yeah. New Year. What, is, what did you uh what did you do for New Year's? Did you go off? What did I do for New Year's? <laughs> 
no, no black eyed peas, I know, but you know, yeah, no black eyed peas. But we, uh, no, we uh, made steak in the uh, mm. during champagne, went to bed. It was pretty boring. I didn't really do anything. I, New Year's is not my favorite, to be honest. New Year's, yeah, it sucks. Well, it's only Honestly, good if you're if you go to worst. a party. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, you know, we, we stayed at home. We watched the fucking messy ass broadcast of Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. Oh, let, if Dude, we the Anderson Cooper how, thing was which, hilarious. Dude, they were wasted. Was, which one? Wasted. Lemon was drunk. Yeah. It was awesome. It, it's all, was yeah. Anderson Cooper flipping out, like laughing yeah. really hard during the, which interview was that? I watched it yesterday. He was wearing pajamas and he was just lit. It was pretty fun. Well, Cindy Lauper oh. gave a unbelievably cringeworthy performance on the Dick Wait. Clark show. I don't know if you guys watched that. That was ridiculous. Eric. I didn't watch any of it. I watched it, some movies and I uh, drunk Prosecco out of the bottle. That's so we, true. That's Aaron, such a good what? Can, I, I know you hate it, but can we pull up the share screen and watch? I remember it's, it's, Anderson Cooper loses it during interview with Snoop Dogg. Let me see if I can and find this. Th- they keep asking him like places he's gotten high at, and Anderson Cooper is in the background, like straight up shrieking like a fucking hyena at every single uh, like joke. Okay, it's absolutely. I think Anderson likes the booger sugar. Am I wrong? They, I, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, dude, how could you, you know do that I mean? job and not? Yeah, I think you have. It's like, like, you have to. I think they got a rock doc on the set, giving everybody, you know. Yeah, they had craft craft services has some extra ingredients. Dude, um, why not? They got the craft, original craft. recipe, Coca Cola. You know, that's what I heard. Let's see. It's a twenty four hour news cycle. You know what I mean? You got to stay alert. That's all I have to say. During about the it. election, they were all. I I Dude, couldn't Car- believe it. Carnegie was like. He was whizzing, man. Yeah. All right, let like me know if was, this works. What a map king. Can you hear this? Yeah, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> can it's you hear it? Good. Have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snoop, have Anderson's, you gotten high? Oh, because he's saying that with DMV. Danny Cohen. That's why he's drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <They're cool. laughs> you hear that laughing? That's him. That would be I'll, a no. I'll scream. <laughs> that would no. be a no no. Let me ask you this, and then I'm going to wrap out of this game. Have you gotten high? At a brisk. <laughs> Look at Anderson. Holy shit. Listen to that. He's legit. Like, he, he, he's incapacitated. He's in pain. Have yes, you? yes, yes. <laughs> he's gotten high at a brisk. He says wow. he got high yes. at a brisk before. A, this is the dog of all dogs. We're talking about Andy. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Dude, Snoop no. Snoop is like sober compared to those two. Like Snoop is like it's, straight it's a, edge. This this is the end of it. It's like a four and a half minute yeah, yeah, yeah. interview. I just pulled and, a quick and clip. And he literally, I know, but he lose. It's the whole thing. He's just like, he literally is acting like he just did a line of ketamine. It's because he's, he's like, Cohen. yeah, that's why those two. Because Andy Cohen, he, he is. You know his Shotsky board. He's gonna make you do a Shotsky. Every time, Dude, there's a Shotsky at one of the bars I work at, and there's a picture of oh, all yeah. of the podcast hosts doing it with this one regular who comes in and dances mad hard, and he looks kind of like he looks kind of like Tom York, like a, a Tom York, like an EDM Tom York, EDM Tom York, like and, Tom uh, York with a scarf. 
we got him to do the Shotsky with us and then put the Radiohead, the Benz uh, logo over it. It's a rare image for, for sure. Yeah, it's very good. Really That's good pretty stuff. funny. But remember Shotsky's when man. Trump made fun of the reporter uh, who had some sort of disability and he went like this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you did. That was a really good Tom York dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, like in the Reckoner video? <laughs> yeah. If you slow it down, yeah, like or um, uh, what's that other one? The King of Limbs music video where he's he has the hat on. Lotus Flower, Lotus Flower, yeah, Yeah, Lotus Flower, exactly. So I seen him and he'll be DJing at a bar or something after after show. Because uh, uh, one time we opened for them, so you guys opened. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> oh, you guys shit. like famously opened for Radiohead, like dude, back in the day, that's insane. like early yeah. MGMT days. Wow, a cool, cool after party where he is DJing. And guess what, guys? He dances like that all the time in real Hell life. Yeah. It's not a bit. The rules. No, it's not a bit at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I fuck it, with that. I, that's authentic. I like that. You night. know. I'm a fan. I uh, I'm curious if like any of these after parties, like if PT Anderson was there, just like chilling, like in the corner talking to Johnny or something. PT Anderson shooting the whole after party in 35 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, well, he would be sick. He's pretty tight with the Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Dude, I mean, listen, all the, all the good scores. If, if anyone's gonna make a Radiohead biopic, it's got to be PTA. Hundred percent, and they got. Wait, cast- there doesn't need to be a Radiohead biopic. Come on, I know, there but doesn't there doesn't need to be. Need to be but if there was going to be, it's got to be PTA starring Tilda Swinton as Tom Speaking York. Speaking of the climax scores. of the movie is going to be like fucking when Tom York smiled on camera for the first like <laughs> on like on, like uh, magazine cover of him smiling in like ten years of his career. Yeah, come on, dude. Speaking I mean, I love Radiohead, but I don't need to watch a movie. I, I mean, I hate biopics in general. Like, they're usually bad. I like them if they're if they're good, but you know, if some crazy shit happens at the end of their career, mm. that's like worth making a movie about. I don't need that's not a here's, documentary. Here's the thing: I don't need a biopic. I need a kid a like making of yeah dramatization. Like that's I all I need to see. A dramatization of t- Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah, Tilda Swinton. T- Wait, hold on, hold on. Can uh, Isabella Rossellini play Johnny Greenwood? <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, so fucking on point, dude. That's yeah. So good. I want. I would. I want to. I want a Radiohead some kind of monster type documentary mm. where they're like breaking up. Where they're all being and- total. <laughs> That's that's the dream of any band, like any band I like, being making the next next some kind of monster. That's what I want. Well, there was that Wilco Wil- documentary. Wilco, yeah, that I'm trying to yeah, break your heart. That one's awesome. With Wilco, is, it's good. It's taken on a darker tone. Do they do a lot of drugs in that one? Well, um, so I don't remember. They just, get- they just start was- yelling at each other. Nice. No, it's it's because there was that yeah. member that was in it between. Shit. Jay, Jay right? yeah, mm-hmm. Jay. He was in it, you know, uh, between Summer Teeth and Yankee Hotel, and he, the whole doc is basically him fighting with Jeff Tweedy, like trying to like relinquish more control and have like more of 
a voice, like not really respecting his role in the band. And he had creative, he had an, enough input already. He just was like, you could tell over the course of the doc, like it's like, it's like ego and nerves and like saying the wrong thing and then trying to make up for it in an awkward way. Yeah. And you can really see, and then he leaves the band. He, he's like kicked out of the band essentially. But in recent years, I feel like in the past like five years or something, he passed away. So it's taken on an even like darker tone wow. for me when I watched that movie. I haven't watched that movie since college, but I also do. I do remember reading that um, the filmmaker showed up on the f- on the first day of shooting, and they had just gotten to the studio or whatever. And that day, not even an hour before, they had fired their drummer. <laughs> so the vibes were already off, like on the first day of shooting, and so then yeah. that that kind of established the tone for the whole whole shooting period. And it, they were shooting on sixteen millimeter too. And now this is this movie. Is it the making of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which is, you know, epic because like the label wouldn't release it. And there was like, well, they, yeah, it wasn't the story. Like, they gave them carte blanche, basically they lo- very low supervision, but then they got into a big fight with the label because they didn't want to release it without edits. And then they kind of dug their heels into the ground and said, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was like an Amy Mann bachelor number two type thing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the fucking, studio like the label rejected it and then it, they you know figure out a way to get it out and they had to find a new label it goes right on they found a new label and then it goes on to be like huge like all, influential when the labels are like no 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 they're always wrong oh always yeah. like the, they're no, like there's no single yeah no it's like that's when you know it's dope because you're like oh you know what i mean yeah they're so and, you know and that doc is cool. They had like Jim O'Rourke came in and took over the production, and that really like mm. made the sound of that record fucking sick because Jim O'Rourke is fucking sick. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a cool doc. And talking of like rock docs, another one that I've been trying to rewatch lately that I can't find anywhere, it's literally like scrubbed off the internet, is the Flaming Lips Fearless Freaks documentary. And I feel like you've worked with Flaming Lips before too, right? Yeah. No? Yeah. I, yeah, those, yeah. A little those bit, dudes yeah. are they're cool, but I feel like the doc paints Wayne as kind of like a hometown hero in where Omaha, where are they from? Uh, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like very normal in the doc. And I feel like after the doc came out, he got divorced. And then he started doing the collabs with Miley and doing all kinds of like experimental things. Right. And uh, I feel like the doc maybe got scrubbed off the net by them because it's like a different image of Wayne. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. I'm trying to find it. I've been trying to watch it this whole fucking quarantine because it was on Netflix in like 2010 and I thought it was sick. It's like the whole history. I'll see if I can find a link for you, Jeff. Dude, I cannot. What's it called? I like looked. You can buy the 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 fearless freaks. Buy the double DVD, dude. It's five euros. Five euros. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That sounds like a bootleg deal to me. Yeah. It's a sick doc, dude. I'm like a huge. I love the Flaming Lips. All right. I found a. I found a torrent of it. I'll. I'll send you the link. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Now all I need is a computer. (laughs) Yeah. I only. I only use an iPhone. So. I'm buying a Mac. I'm looking. I'm looking into it. I'm gonna buy a, a laptop. Finally, Jeff. It's about time. A CD burner. 
Yeah, anymore? dude. By, you by, can't. I feel like you, <laughs> you need an external, but I, I got an external my old CD laptop burner. is a uh, 2009 MacBook oh, and man. I have a new hard drive that'll make it work. And it has a, a disc drive. A CD for me because my mom, I burned, I made her a mixed CD back in the day and she lost it. And so for Christmas, she, she well, I mean, not for Christmas, but like, she was basically like, Oh, can you burn me another copy? And I was like, I literally can't. <laughs> I'll burn it. I'll, I, I will burn it for you. I literally have. I literally have in my like old laptop bag like a bunch of CDRs that I never used from like ten years ago. And yeah, I have. I'm, I got you. I just ordered the uh, screwdriver to take the back off it and put the new hard drive in. Oh yeah. So that's gonna be my backup computer. But I can burn music. So anyone out there, I'll pay for postage. Dude, what we should do, this is a cool idea that's generating. We, we should have like a tier on the Patreon where we have musician guests make a mix and we burn them onto CDRs and mail them out to people <laughs> that signed up for that tier. And it'll be like, a, you wouldn't download a podcast like <laughs> compilation that's curated by the guests. Wow. And it could be that CD that's stuck in your car's CD player that you listen to for the rest of time. Yep. Exactly, dude. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yep. It never I comes have, out. I had a six CD changer in my uh, car in Florida before I moved to New York and Baller. Got, got rid of my car. And uh, the CDs that didn't change for like the last like four years, I think the first CD slot was like the XX or something. Because this is like 2014. And then I had uh, like Eels, Electroshock Blues... And then Jesus, and then like a bunch of mixes, and Death Cat for Cuties. Uh, we have the facts. We're voting yes. Oh yeah, it's a great. That's, car, that's a great that car it. album. Dude, it's perfect driving. Oh, Night yeah. driving. I mean, isn't that what that isn't that album about? Taking a road trip after a breakup. Pretty Is it? Sure. I don't yeah, know. No, I don't think. I don't think it has a. No, I think he wrote a, it after he broke up with someone and he was driving. Driving. Mm. It, it, I wouldn't the, be surprised. The, the, uh, the 405 is the song. Hey, wait. Well, that's, yeah, that's about like trips he took to like his girlfriend's parents' house or some shit. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. But yeah, whatever, man. But. I don't know. I'm like, I'm very nostalgic for that whole. We did a pre an episode previously about like blog rock specifically. And I'm like, super nostalgic. Like, you know, I just can't wait to be at the bar and Hot Hot Heat's Bandages comes on and I can really, really spray uh, germs you can Tom all over York everybody dance. safely. Do my Tom York dance. Yeah. yeah. Be good shit. Dude, I just, you know, who would play Tom York in the biopic is the question. I thought Tilda we already Swinton, knew it was going to be Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton has already got uh, the game. That's right. That's right. It's locked that's right. up. Yeah. Oh, and man. then you can I'm, have like... Uh, I'm trying to cast the other the other the other band members. Well, we already got Isolella Rossellini doing Johnny <laughs> doing Johnny Greenwood, or Wait, or the so woman who plays uh, Marie in Breaking Bad. Speaking Tom Hardy is Ed O'Brien. No, I, yeah, I was gonna say Ed O'Brien is um, is uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's just it's just all Breaking Bad cast members. <laughs> Dude, Ed, yo, honestly, Matt Penfield is the drummer. 
Dude, and Nigel yes. Goodrich is fuck Nigel Goodrich is fucking uh, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Wait, actually though. Yes. Wait, that would be so funny. All right, Dude, we gotta find we gotta I'm, find I'm a way board. to make this happen because they should I mean, have this a, could be like the Trent next, Reznor do the soundtrack be... for the biopic. Yeah. <laughs> and Rock. No, Muse Muse watched, Muse can do the soundtrack. Yeah, Muse does the biopic. I, I w- <laughs> I watched Soul last night. The uh, yeah, I the was Disney gonna movie mention that, that yeah. Trent Reznor. It was really good. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. was really, really good. I didn't know about the Trent Reznor thing though, and when the credits were rolling, I literally just laughed my ass off when it said Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for the score. Hell I was yeah. like, "What?" Dude, you didn't see when they were on the little escalator to heaven that Closer to God was playing like a Mellotron version of it in the background. Really? No spoilers, no. please. <laughs> no, I'm fucking. I'm fucking around. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Damn. closer to God. <laughs> Closer to Recently, that I really enjoyed was the um, Nine Inch Nails album that has all the saxophones on it. Mm. Uh, what is it called? Shoot, it's really good though. I didn't listen to it that much at the time, but go back and check it out. It's really good. The one with the saxophones. That's uh, that's the the stranger, witch. right? Bad, <laughs> the bad witch. Mm. The bad yeah, witch. bad witch. I think it's called. Yeah, I really like it. It's really good. Dude, I love Nine Inch Nails. I'm a huge fan. People like were friends with the dudes that do this podcast that used to be about Blink 182, but now it's just about punk songs. And they did. They used so they used to be called Blink 155, and they did a song about every Blink 182 song, of which at the time there were 155. But they finished their discography, so now they're just called 155 Pod. And they're doing every episode is a different song of any artist that they consider to be a punk song. And a bunch of people that listen to the podcast cover it and they talk about the lyrics and about like the music and they like analyze it. But they, they've been picking songs that people don't consider punk. And they did March of the Pigs by Nine Inch Nails from Downward Spiral like recently. And I listened to them talk about it and they talk about it being like, like, most fans of Nine Inch Nails are like losers. It's like loser music. And I'm like, I'm listening Damn. to this and I'm like, dude, fuck you guys. Like Nine Inch Nails is so sick. Nine Inch like Nails Downward rules. Spiral is one of the best albums ever made. I don't know. My my partner, I, I was like, I don't know what it was. I think Closer was playing on a TikTok or something. And I was like, you listen to Nine Inch Nails? And they're like, that's what Nin is. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's, Dude, that's a real, that's a real bra moment. Yeah. That got me hard. <laughs> that got me hard. I was laughing about it. I want to see if I can that... convince Josiah to uh, consider Tom Sawyer Man. by Rush to be a punk song, so I can go on and talk mm. about that song. Well, well I think yeah. their new Wait, their new gonna... format doesn't have guests oh, because it's fuck. that. Because it's like that, that was part of the annoying part of the pod for them was getting guests. So their second phase eliminates that from being Mm. a problem. Well, I'm the only member of this podcast that didn't get to go on Blink 155. So it's pretty tough. That's true. If I was going to pick a Rush song that was punk, I would say Subdivisions. Oh, that song rules. Yeah. Because it's all about, you know, conformity yeah. and, you know it's all, it's all about being an unpopular high schooler who hates everyone which is how yeah. i felt in and high school i'm in the shopping malls and the in the high school, high school. halls in the shopping malls conform and be cast yeah. out cast out 
like that's a punk message. I Absolutely, think. That's a punk message for sure. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. I I feel like that one fifty five pod though. They they have like they call it pod magic, and their shit just goes fucking crazy. Like they the last episode they did was like a the Vampire Weekend twenty twenty one song, and mm-hmm. like they all their fans like they cover they reveal in the private uh, Patreon part a week before or a couple days before what the next week's song is and people cover it and submit it. And they've been putting them out as like Bandcamp compilations and like Ezra and Vampire Weekend like shared and tweeted and like put it like put it up. Yeah. Like that's pretty sick. The comp for it. So it's like, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Like punk or not like the songs they're picking it's like interesting that people are like interacting with it. It's like almost too interactive for them. Like I think they did like an Avril Lavigne song and they got like, like 29 covers sent to them. Wow. Yeah. In like a few days. And it's like, dude, how, how the, can they play all this shit on the fucking podcast? Yo, that was speaking of vampire weekend. That was back when I used to watch SNL and like, be excited about the musical guests. I remember when MGMT was on there. I think like what came out it was like what, like 2009 or 2010? Yeah. That? Yeah. Congratulations. It was probably congratulations. congratulations. I bought that on iTunes. I think I still got the, the iTunes digital exclusives. Solid. Yeah. I, take a, I might. I might have to it, check that out. It, I wonder what I, it came with. Scratch off. It has scratch off on the vinyl. It's, it's like a lottery. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you win anything? Uh, you just won that you got to see the picture, the hidden picture. Mm. I yeah. uh, I worked at a record store when like the congratulations reissue came out and people went fucking ape shit because that record was like mad expensive because it came out at a time when like major label vinyl pressings were like extremely small and then the like vinyl Urban Outfitters like Crosley uh revival kind of happened and everyone wanted like every album that they loved and then you know certain things it's like like eels electroshock blues would be like 300 bucks or like fucking photo album by death cab would be like 300 dollars on eBay. oh yeah all those all and those I, like early 2000s albums are like super rare but i feel like that kind of happened at the end like i feel like congratulations was one of that, those records that was like mm. very sought after before the reissue came out it was like hard to get yeah on vinyl at least i don't know all, all by design of course yeah, you got it's like those pokemon cards that are going for sale for mad money now it's like you got to you yeah. know it's yeah. a whole racket it was, well, go, it's a drop we dropped it's a drop it's a drop you're like you're like in in 2004. We were approached by a man named Gary Vaynerchuk with a strategy <laughs> on how to uh, how to gain um, wealth over a short period of time. Right, Gary's guide to gaining wealth. Gary, that's his. That's his second book after crushing it. Right, crush it. <laughs> Oh man. man, I'm just bitter. I almost I, I interviewed with this company and I, I they ghosted me. So I'm just bitter. I'm like trying to CEO mindset the CEO, you know. Yeah, yeah. Out, out get mindset. Back, get back. Yeah. Cause you know, they, they preach empathy, but then they ghost their applicants. Mm-hmm. We have to have enough respect to, to write, you know. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Well, we live I in think, a terrible 
in general. I think they just they want to keep you on the line, you know, in case you blow up a little more and then they'll hit you up again. They're like, oh man, he, he's You're got exactly. 70,000 followers, not 40 anymore. Let's, uh, nope. let's oh, revisit we- that. We told him we'd hit him up, you know, <laughs> it's only been two years or some shit. Mm. Oh man. But could you imagine, I couldn't, could you imagine me working like the other day he did like a collaboration with like the dude from Barstool Sports. So it's like, if they hired me like a month ago and then suddenly I was on some campaign for like smoke show of the week, dude. guys, what's his name? The main guy, uh, Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Dave Portnoy. I always get him. I, I always, like, when I hear Portnoy, I think of dream theater. Yeah. <laughs> dream theater, dude. The OG, like, like uh symphonic metal. Yeah. Te- like, technical prog or whatever. Uh, I what's the other one? I challenge to sit and really listen to a whole Dream Theater album. It, you can't. It can't be done. Oh, it it's like done. overstimulation. Yeah, y- your your speakers burn out before <laughs> it finishes. Yeah, all all uh, uh, you know audio receivers have a built-in uh, kill switch when uh, too much Dream, Dream Theater, Theater is played. Protection. It automatically yeah. fries the circuitry. They're on the, the Yamaha. The trick is, is yeah. you. You download the album, the Nightcore version, and you can get through it. Yeah, that's, that's, the, only the, that's way. the only it's way. Cheap, it's a life hack. Yep. It's a life hack. Appreciate. All right. But yeah, man. So usually we like we go out of an episode with a guest playing like a Nightcore version of oh my God. their yeah, actually. songs. So I feel like I feel like we should do um something from like Congratulations! I feel like sure. I don't even know that they. I mean, I didn't. I haven't dug into the. What are the good nightcore versions? That's, oh, it's uh, it's, we I, have no. It's a lottery. We have no idea. There's a lot. Oh of stuff. No, Ooh, I, we got I a death a note. We got a death note artwork here. This one, thirty-one k views on electric feel. Do the nightcore? electric feel. Electric feel nightcore. Wait, no. What about the other one? Go down. The one that just says "Plane" by Jay. Eight years old, and it's got like a Viking ship. Do you see the what? Scroll Where? back up, dude. The Viking ship. Oh, this sky. one. Plane. Yeah, thirty-one thousand mm. views. God, yeah, this one's let's try it. This one's been popping. Let's up. do the it's, one with the. Let's do the one with more plays. The electric feel. This one has. Guys, that would be that this one, one though. This that one. Has one that, that one. This one. Yeah, that one that you're on now, Aaron. I was. That one's to got earlier. eight point seven. This one has thirty-one. It's good. That one's got 31, dude. And that's that's like this is a cornerstone of like the internet Wait, right here. It's been around well, for eight James, years. James, why don't why don't you this could be <laughs> like our atheist versus believer challenge, and you can pit them against each other and you be the judge. You be the god who decides yeah. which Nightcore version is better. Okay. All right. I'm gonna start with the one with more views. All right, here we go. on a Viking ship, it's a dragon. Yeah. (laughs) 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 What's 
it say? One of the comments is just that it just says, so this is just a sped up version of Electric Feel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Apparently you played a problem in two five better. Alright, so that's the first one. We you, we get the yeah, idea. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't bowled over by it, but... Uh, well, okay, the real high quality... And this is rare. In my experience mm-hmm. of, you know, every time we have a guest who's a musician, we try to find a Nightcore version of one of their songs. The real mm-hmm. premium shit is a totally new recording. Different new vocals, different, different music. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a real production... But it's obviously way easier to drag the shit into Ableton and do 2x speed. Pitch it up a little bit, yeah. And just export it and upload it to YouTube. And There are good covers, stuff, and versions on uh, the Reddit. There was a long thread there for a while where people were posting covers. And um, I think there's some good ones on there. Oh, yeah. So it's rare to find like a high-quality Per, like actual like effort yeah. was put in but it's all it about it's all the fun you know you it's like it's crate digging recovery yeah we're crate digging for nightcore remixes okay here's this the second archive. one here's the second one Let's see. this has less views uh the first one was eight years ago this this one is six years ago so let's see let's see if there's any difference This one is very sick. Where is that picture from? Top Connor. My dreams. I'm not hearing too much of a difference here. Definitely higher quality. A little bit. The U- the YouTube bitrate cap probably rose in those two years. Sure. Alright. I wonder if there's any on SoundCloud. Sometimes SoundCloud's where people put the real work in. Maybe. Yeah, maybe oh, yes. we should. SoundCloud's great because that's where you have like the rap version. Yeah. Like the like the emo rap version. Oh, this is going to be it. This is it. This is it. This is going to be it. Which, it's the Justice Remix. Justice Remix. I just played it. I just played oh, it. Oh, yeah. This, this one won a Grammy. This <laughs> Dude, is, hell yeah. This, this one's one going to fly. Okay, look it up. All right, here we go. This is it. Oh yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This is this is what we want here. I agree. The nightcore version of the. Oh fuck yeah! That classic justice sound. It's almost not oh, fair dude. to say that because even though it, it falls, it falls into the category. It, it could like be nightcore, but it's like French house 
justice. So, so everyone can see James is playing the ocarina over the, this. Yeah, the melodica. Yeah, <laughs> the melo- no, Well, we, when you were in the bathroom, it was explained that it's not a re- it's not a melodica. Oh, so, it's actually you know, keyboard uh, ocarina. You know what I mean? That's fucking sick. Yeah, and Aaron, it's also very ignorant and ableist to label it as a melodica. I'm so sorry. Just heads up. I'm so sorry. Like, we're put a marker down. I'm gonna have to fucking take I'm that gonna, shit out. I'm gonna self crit. The zoom noise suppression is trying to cancel it out. I know. Yeah, it tries to cancel I know. it. Fuck it's, up. it's crazy. It can't You're handle gonna need how to send us an, an iPhone SE recording of it. Yeah. And we'll add it in post. Mm-hmm. All right, should we close it out? <laughs> Yeah, let's close that. Yeah, James, do you have any plugs? Do you got anything you wanna you wanna point the the listeners in a direction of? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, not not of my own, but uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff is is happening. I want people to be aware of uh, the fact that you can make uh, ropa vieja at home very easily. Mm. Um, that's so important you don't have to be you don't have to be cuban either no um no i'll tell you guys what uh my buddy george elbrecht has Mm. just come out with some new music that's really really good uh it's presentable corpse i think it it it's it's tough because he can't tour and all that kind of stuff but it came out and it's really good all right i I think uh, that's what i would choose to plug awesome yeah I'll check Sounds that out. Safe. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah. Drop the Ropa Vieja recipe. Uh, you can yeah. just send it over Instagram or something. Yeah. I'd imagine it's, is it a Dutch oven type thing? Or how do you, what, what, what goes into it? Oh, um, well, the number one most important thing is the choice of cut. Like, mm. and you need to get the, uh, what do you call it up here? Like, you need a flank, you need a mm. flank steak. Got you. Where you get the long strings. Mm. Uh, thing number two is you got to make sure you sear it off before you put it in. But yeah, you can do it in a, in a pressure cooker or in a, um, a hot pot or an instant pot or anything like that, or even just in a regular pot. It just takes more time. Mm. So this is this is definitely though the instant pot is what's going to get you a faster success on it. Oh yeah, no, the instant yeah. pot is an advantage for sure. Mm. I don't know. You're going to like this. This recipe is going to end up on like, like an MGMT Argentina message board, like an official MGMT Ropa Vieja recipe. Yeah. I feel like you guys have like a huge presence over there. I saw some like videos of like fans going fucking ape shit for y'all. Like love that place. Love, love Argentina. Dude, love so the- sick. Yeah. It's a amazing place although i've only really ever been to you know buenos aires so i can't really pretty big country and i was someday i'd love to go and i just i feel like the uh the sign that you've made it is when people earnestly start asking you to come to brazil so i'm holding out for non-ironics yeah someday i I need a genuine come to Brazil and that that's when I know that's, that's the new Adam and Eve advertisement opportunity. Mm, come to Brazil. That's how you know you made it in the media community. 
anytime somebody asks me online to come to Brazil, like I dine on it. It makes me so happy. Like, right. Yeah. It gives me the overwhelming feeling of joy and a desire to come to Brazil. It makes they you want to go it too. They really, they want They're you to inviting go there. They They're want like, us. Yeah. Come, come visit. You can be the new Charlie Brown jr. Come on. <laughs> All caps too. Mm. Like, Come to like really loud. It's not a yeah. It's not. It's not a request. It's a demand. (laughs) I would. I would love to come to Brazil. Like it's not on the cards yet, but God willing, we'll make it happen. When the pandemic ends, we're gonna do a a crowdsource GoFundMe. Get James to Brazil. Mm -hmm. People want it. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you. We're going to hook it up, and I'm going to burn you that CD for your mom, so send me that fucking playlist, and I'll assemble it. I'll zip it up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. right. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Hey, nice. Peace. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.